my man. My man. This is my boy, Daryl Tolbert. Dr. Tolbert. From Pretty Boy 2 to new name, Dr. Tolbert, author, speaker, inspirational guy. He goes around and, and, and a minister, right? There's a name change that happened. If you can look back at to one definitive point, because you've spent some time behind bars, not voluntarily like our friend Blaine, involuntarily. If you could look back at one point in time, when did the name change? And it's not to doctor, mm. but there was a mindset change. But when was that, if you could look back, when was the mindset change and the name change that God called on your heart that changed the trajectory of Daryl? Yeah, uh, I think this is funny. It was a guy named, uh, we called him Dirty Red, but uh, great basketball player and everything. And after I had, I was locked up the second time, I started doing Bible study inside of the cell three times a day. And when he came in and he seen that I was doing Bible study and he's like, well, you know what, man? I can't call you Pretty Boy T no more because you didn't change. But I remember I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call me that because that was my identity, that that name carried weight. It was a famous name, the name I created, and, and I was proud of it because it stood out. But after I ended up going to prison and really got into God, God took me back to that conversation there. And I realized that, hey, there's a new creation inside of me. That guy there, he has to die. When I left prison, I tell everybody, I left Pretty Boy T in prison. You left Pretty Boy T behind bars. Sometimes our false self can become something that's so attractive. Right. That Pretty Boy T walking around, hey, man, right. high fives, <laughs> and people know you. Mm -hmm. And it can become this brand, mm -hmm. this brand promise, this excitement. that, And then to kill that, to start over, you have to kill the old, right. leave them behind bars. What was the hardest point of that? It was the recognition that came with that because I created that character. I have the gift to create individual because I'm a shy guy. I operate behind different characters. Personas. So Pretty Boy T was somebody I created and I can operate behind. Even now, Facebook, the preacher man, that's somebody I create or the iron termite. Once again, these characters that I create and I operate behind these characters because my nature is one to be shy, but if I can operate behind a character, then, you know, um, it's the character that they fall in love with. Not really me. It's this character. Yeah. There's a, there's a few books that talk about this mask mm -hmm. and this persona that we, we start putting on mask. And people fall in love with a mask. And Pretty Boy T, the termite, the preacher man, right? Mm -hmm. Like these different masks that go beyond, you know, this thing. And people fall in love with the mask. Behind the mask, I'm very similar. Um, People fall in love with the mask, and then, you know, you might get a lot of accolades. You might get, or I didn't even say that word right, but you might get a yeah, lot of thumbs, accolades, 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 right? You get popularity and lots of followers. But behind the mask, it feels lonely because they fall in love with the mask. What about the guy that behind the mask? What's the, when, when does the mask fall away? And when do people get to really see who the real Daryl Tolbert is? I think when you, when I speak, they see the real guy. Um, when in church, when in church, this is the real guy. I cry 
you know, even in prison, they see the real guy. When I come out, when I'm doing the work of God, you're going to see the real guy because the real guy going to come forth. He's, you're going to see that this is Daryl Talbert, you know, the tears, the crying and everything. It's just these characters that I operate out of Facebook and things. It's more of the thing, the way I deal with people. But when I take the stage, when I got a serious stuff for God, you don't see none of those guys. Side by side, which is easier? Well, <laughs> a good question. I, I think it depends on what I'm doing. Does it get exhausting knowing which mask to put on with which place to put it on? Not really, because I write skits too. So therefore, I write books. So if you write books, you're an author, you write skits, you write the characters anyway, because these characters that you write. So for a person like me, it's easy. Why? Because I create the characters. I write the books. I determine what goes in the books. Maybe somebody who doesn't have that gift, mm -hmm. it's hard for them. But for a person like me, no, it's easy. It's an adventure. Right. We're here at this conference. I sent you a text and you said yes and you come. What was the thing that has been the most challenging for you sitting in the audience, taking notes, coming alive, you're hitting my leg, mm -hmm. like when certain things come up, right. what's, what's been the most challenging topic that he talked about? I wouldn't say challenging, I would say eye-opening. Eye-opening. Because I came here searching, I was disorientated. So that was the key reason why I come, I said I need to come and get um, orientated because I'm out of focus. And to sit here and listen to something, the feedback that all you all gave me about where I am at this stage of my life. Man, you can do a lot of great things, but I'm at that pivotal moment of, okay, God, I'm where the two streets meet. Where do I go? Do I go left? Do I go right? And some of the spiritual advisors in my life, like my dad and my aunt, who always gave me a sense of direction. When they died, it seemed like all of a sudden now they're gone. These lights that used to guide me are now gone. It's like, after that, the last three years, I have to find my own way. And when I hit these hard times, it's like, wow, I'm lost. That's why sometimes I hit a hard wall. I go to my daddy's grave. I know he can't hear me. But I go out there and I cry because, man, I'm there. This, the presence of his grave helps me and I cry. And once I leave, you know, I feel better. But because I know that he was a God in life, you know, and it's hard. Now I got to orientate myself, but Jesus is always there, but it's hard sometimes to switch from the physical to the spiritual, because the spiritual is right there. He's a human. You can say, hey, man, there, trust God. It's going to be all right. Well, thank you, Dad. And that's all I need. But when that's gone, you know, like, oh, for the first time in my life, I don't have a guy. Hmm. That's tough. The next question I'm going to ask you is going to be tough. It, it's going to be tough because of time constraints, not because of any other reason. Hold my hand. There was a situation in this life, and you're writing a book right now, and I want to highlight this book that, that's coming out of you. One day you were shaking hands with the guy who killed your, or you were, you were praying, holding hands and praying for the guy who killed your cousin. You got three minutes to tell the story in the book you're writing. Um, the book is called I Forgave the Two Men Who Vowed to Kill Me, Real Life Story killing um, one guy was real close he set me up that was portrayal hurt that he would be the one to do this the other guy jealous about the girl 
come to a family gathering, whole families out of kids running everywhere. Just open fire. Killed my cousin standing beside me. She ran behind Killed me. her. Killed her. Right Killed in front her of body. you. Yeah, she ran behind me, took her bullets, paralyzed the girl in front of me. You know, for a long time, about 30 years, I held myself responsible. And I think that's one of the reasons why I accomplished so many things. God promised her that I live for the both of us. So now I'm out. I'm a minister. I'm doing good. Serving God, doing all this stuff. But that weight was still there because I vowed to kill these people. Then God opened up opportunities at different times for me to meet these people. And that was rough, you know, <laughs> and to meet them. And that was my out. God said, okay, I'm going to set up an opportunity. This you out. You take it, you'll be free. If you don't, you're going to stay in bondage. And I took those both outs and freed me. And like I told you, the shake that got hand was rough. So you're holding his hand. The guy who pulled, with the same hand he pulled the trigger and yes. killed your cousin, who you love, right? For all the guys out there who need a handshake and a prayer, even though they did really bad things, mm -hmm. we pray for them right now. Yes, without a doubt. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, like the movies say, no man left behind. I know what it's like to be out there in those streets. Now that you have come and taken me from the streets, I will not leave y'all behind. I will come out there. I will go into prisons. Why? Because I know you have value just like I had value. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, bro. Love you too, bro.